Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Love it, I love it, I love it. How good is it to be at City Point Church? Your pastor, Sam and Carolina, are brilliant people and also ridiculously good looking. Some would even say professionally good looking. Aren't they brilliant people? You're in good hands with leadership like that. Let's give a clap for Pastor Sam McKay. Obviously, senior pastors, Mark and Lee, are brilliant people and we love them as well. It's an honor to be here. Uh, My gorgeous wife, Rebecca, sends her love and uh, someone's going to take care of the church in Newcastle while we're up here. And uh, when I say we're up here, me and Sam. So uh, basically, Sam runs the church for us. He's 18 now and I've said, Sam, it's all yours. He just wants to do everything behind the scenes and never on the platform. And he's hating me that I'm giving him attention right now. Everyone look at Sam. <laughs> Love you. He's a, he's a good man, especially when he's asleep. Anyway, um, <laughs> very good. Now, it's one week after Easter. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, who's still got some Easter eggs left? Who has no self-discipline and they went a long time ago? <laughs> oh, we've, got, we've got double hands. We've got the hands firing up in the back. Whoa, excited. Just had the last egg. Anyway, um, look, it, could you imagine being one week after Easter when it was the first Easter? Could, the, the disciples... Would, they'd be like having, I'm sure, some form of PTSD. It would just be like, whoa, what just happened? And not quite sure how to handle it. It would be absolutely wild. We've had a wild journey starting at the Last Supper. We thought it was just Jesus having a meal with the boys. But he's, he's fulfilling all the promises of the Passover from Exodus 12. They're, they're eating lamb while they're finding out that he is now the lamb. It's like a serious inception biblical moment happening right there whoa that's crazy Jesus uh, and then Jesus saying uh, here eat this and they're in the middle of eating and he goes it's my body <laughs> if I was look if I had, if I was Jesus I would do things differently I don't know if I'd choose that I'm in the middle of doing that now I'm, I'm sure like he's got all wisdom and he's way better than me and so he should but could you imagine in the middle of here drink this it's my blood there's Team Edward going on here for sure. <laughs> Count Dracula. One, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh. Two. No, no. But, but it's, a, it's a wild ride. And then from there, then he's praying, and then he's bleeding, like sweating blood. Not figuratively, literally. Thinking that, that I've never seen that. That'd be a wild ride. Next thing you know, Judas is kissing him. Orkies, much, and then uh, you know, like Jesus is off. They're denying him. He gets flogged and whipped and killed, and more denial. And then there's roosters and all kinds of players in this story. And then Jesus comes back, while the disciples, within three days, mind you, have backslidden. How do I know they're backslidden? Because they're fishing. If you fish, you know what you are? More patient than I. That's what you are. I have no... Let's just rename it waiting. 
Uh, I also like watching the grass grow and other things. <laughs> like, they come back and they're fishing. How do I know they're back? Because they went actually back. They actually walked away from what they were called to do to go back to that in three days. This is a wild ride. Jesus comes back, restores them. Could you imagine like the week after all that, just sitting back going, what just happened? It's a wild, wild ride. This is, Jesus' life had completely changed them. And, and, and it was what he did, but it was what he said. It was, you know, Jesus was the, was the one that all those miracles followed. And we're seeing miracles in people's bodies. And there's a, there's a number of those if you look through the scriptures. Jesus is always healing people wherever he goes. I love it, that one with blind Bartimaeus. You know, walking by the road, calling out to the Son of God. What do you want? Well, I just, I just like my, yeah, I'm just like my eyes to work, mate. Okay. Up they work. Fantastic. He's pumped. This is a good thing. And then Jesus, but he's not just doing miracles in people's bodies, because that happens all the time. He's doing miracles in people's souls. Could you imagine being the demoniac, the weird, freaky, naked guy living in the cemetery, the dead center of town? So, Everyone's dying to get there. Um, <laughs> thanks, I'll be here all week. No, I'll be gone real soon. Um, but, but could you imagine that guy runs at Jesus? Jesus casts out the demons into the pigs. They don't like it off the cliff. And everyone comes back. The townspeople come back and they find this guy seated. I couldn't even chain the guy down previously. Clothed, which was a good start. Like it's Better than the alternative. Like if you want to be in polite society. Um, so he's seated, he's clothed. He's in his right mind and listening to Jesus. What a turnaround. See, Jesus is seeing miracles in people's bodies, but then their soul. But what about a miracle in your spirit, which is the most important one of all? What about that time when, when they're letting four guys let like the one like quadriplegic guy through the roof? They're letting him down ropes all kinds of stuff and then what does Jesus say your sins are forgiven you creates quite the stir amongst the religious community how you can't say that <laughs> I just did see when you get your sins forgiven in a brand new start there's a miracle that happens in your spirit which supersedes a miracle of your soul and supersedes a miracle in your body because it's not just that you get like, could you imagine being an eternity in heaven with Jesus because your sins are forgiven, not because of your good works, but because of what he did and he accepted and he loved. What a great turnaround. I remember the day when that happened for me. I want to walk in it every single day. Never take it for granted. But it makes a miracle in your body. Well, that's good, but is it as good as because you can go to heaven maimed. Your body could not work and end up in heaven. And you'll get a brand new body. Hey, presto. But you could get a miracle in your body and end up going to hell. What's the greatest one? And Jesus shows that all of them are important. But Jesus' death on the cross shows us that the key thing is that he wants all of eternity to go to heaven. It's not just that you would go to heaven, it's that you would bring people with you, City Point Church. It's that we would actually populate heaven by the activity of us being sons and daughters of the Most High God. Jesus did all of those miracles, but he said all of those cool things. 
Matthew 5.13. What a cool thing when he said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. This earth needs some good flavor and you get to be the flavor. And now we've got disciples that have seen all of that happen. Jesus has died. He's come back. He's restored. Now he's gone off to heaven on a cloud and the disciples are like, well, what do we do now? A week after Easter, what do we do now? I haven't got any more Easter eggs to eat. They're all done. I didn't have the self-control. They're gone. And so all of the clerics here, all of the apex predators, all of the A-type personalities, you're thinking, yeah, it's got to, we've got to do something. What are we going to do? We've got to, get, we've got to do it because the clerics, well, the clerics are the tasky, extroverted types. And they say, we've, we've got a job to do. We're going to do it now. <laughs> Some people just woke up. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to City Point Redcliffe. We're glad to have you here. Come and meet us at the Yes Desk. Bar, sorry. We've got a job to do. But all the sanguines are like, a, a job? A what? Well, whatever, whatever happens, can we just have fun? Do we have any sanguines here? Give me a whoop whoop if you're a sanguine. Yeah, I knew I'd get it out of you. Uh, so we're just going to have some fun, all right? Everyone else is going, Silly sanguines, shut up. Yeah, will we make your life maybe slightly more difficult, but we have a lot of fun along the way, usually at your expense, right? So, but, but then there's the phlegmatics who are like, oh, is, is a job to do? Like, I'd, like, I'd like to help. Do you need chairs put out? Um, can I help you with that? I'd like to help. Yeah. It's cool. Conflict? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the melancholics. Oh, there's a job to do? Can we just make sure we do it right this time, please? <laughs> is there a diary? Is there a Google spreadsheet? <laughs> is, has this been, is this service on planning centre? And are we expecting the taxes to come from a fish's mouth again? I didn't like that. The lack of control really did it for me. <laughs> this, is, this is a job to do. So what, what, are, what are we going to do now? Acts 1.4 and uh, Acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 on one occasion while he was eating with them typical Jesus eating all the time he gave them this command do not I want to do something Jesus we've got a job to do there's miracles body soul and spirit there's salt I want to be really good salt I want to be really salty salt on one occasion he was eating with them he gave this command do not just for a second take a chill pill do not leave Jerusalem but wait I hate waiting. My ADHD does not like waiting at all. Yes. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. John baptized with water, but in a few days you'll be baptized, fully immersed with the Holy Spirit. So you want to go and do something, and well, Jesus, in some of his last words, says, don't. Stop it. Stop your addiction to doing stuff. Can, can you just rest being a son, being a daughter? And all you good Pentecostals, you want to get to Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you receive power. Power. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit comes, I go. I love this. I love this. I want to get to this. Because my ADDness wants to just go for it, right? You receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses. In Jerusalem, and Jude Jerusalem would be like Redcliffe for you guys. And then Judea would be like you know, Greater Brisbane. And then Samaria is the place down the road you really don't like. Ipswich. 
And then to the ends of the earth, Logan. Anyone from Logan? Nope. Didn't think so. So we're going to get there, but will you just wait? Wait for the gift, the Holy Spirit, to be baptized, to be fully immersed. And John chapter 14 says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it, guys. You'll do even greater things than Jesus because he's going to the Father. Well, Jesus did the miracles. You want to get at it. You want me to be salt? Jesus, sure, I'm going to go and be salt. But what I've got to realize at this point is Jesus letting you know you have access to him. See, previously, the way that the temple was set up, is only one priest could go into the Holy of Holies and actually connect face-to-face with the presence of God once a year on behalf of all of the people. And so what they do is one of the priests would get to be able to do it. But you, me, we all have access to the Holy Spirit. We have access to the presence of God. It used to be that way. And we read in Mark chapter 15, what happened is one of the most underrated parts of Jesus' death was the tearing of the veil in the temple that once was complete so that only one person could go through. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, not bottom to top. This is not done by man. Torn from top to bottom, torn from God himself saying, you have access to the presence of God. You're my child. You're in my family. You're not a slave. You're not a servant. You're a son or you're a daughter. That's how it works. You need to know you have access to the very presence of God. Jesus ensured access in his, de- in his death by tearing the veil from top to bottom. Could you imagine being that priest though? <laughs> Having to go in. Not much pressure. Got to go in there. <laughs> and I've got to represent God on behalf of the people. And if you've got sin, mate, the priest would drop dead. So everyone would be outside the other side of the other side of the veil, just listening. Was that a thud? Yeah, I thought Dan Myhill had sin. <laughs> They'd have a rope tied around there just in because you can't go in. It's another 12 months before someone can go in. We've got to have a funeral. <laughs> like, so what they do is they just drag the, the body out. It's a wild ride. Only one person had access. And then Jesus says, in my death, there's a new sheriff in town. Do you feel lucky? You have access. You have access to Him. You have access to the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells within you, quickens your mortal body. The same Spirit that hovered over the waters at creation in Genesis. The same Spirit that was the oil that poured out for the widow at Zarephath. The same Spirit that overshadowed Mary when she became pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ is the same Spirit that you and I have access to right now. Stop thinking you want to go and do something and be the person that connects with the Holy Spirit. There's a revival happening. Before it goes to the outside of the four walls. It's happening here, City Point. This is where it happens. It happens in our hearts and it happens in this building, in the hearts of us as we unite together. So, take your time. 
kick your shoes off. Sit back and relax. God's doing a big work, and if he's going to do a big work, if he's going to build something big, there's probably a big foundation to dig. Acts chapter 1, when they arrived, verse 13, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. They didn't go. They stayed. This is what happened. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, (gasps) James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. They all joined together. Everyone say together. They didn't leave. They stayed. Constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. What God is doing in you when you wait and when you stay and you allow the Holy Spirit to fully immerse over every part of your life. What God is doing in you is twofold. Number one, he's reinforcing the fact that you're his favorite. You think things disqualify you. You think your actions have held you back from the call of God. You think you should have been better. You think something else should have happened. But God is reinforcing you in you right now that you're his child and you're his favorite. The second thing he's doing is preparing you for what he will do through you. Too many people so quick to jump onto I want to do. Now there's some doing, trust me. A world is a messy place. There's some stuff to be done. But if you go and jump and try to be the miracle, sure, I want to go and do miracles, body, soul, and spirit. Jesus, I want to be salt, let's go for it. The miracles are coming through you, but first it needs to happen in you. There's people here, you need a miracle in your body. You need a miracle in your soul. You had a rough 2020, didn't we all? But you need a miracle in your soul. You need God to put some, you need a restoring of your heart, of your soul, of your mind, of your will, of your emotions. You need a restoration of vision. You need a restoration of spirit. You need a revival. Let the Holy Spirit do a great work in you because He is preparing you for what He's gonna do through you. But at first, He's gonna do it in you, ladies and gentlemen. So what happens when we do that? Number one, the outpouring starts inside. In Acts chapter two and verse one through four, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. You know there's a miracle when there's unity happening. This is why they're all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. I've got teenage boys. This sounds very familiar. (laughs) Usually fills the whole car. But anyway, um, where they were sitting, they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What happens is the Spirit of God starts to pour out inside the church. You want to see great things happen in your community? Well, then be praying and believing and present, ladies and gentlemen. Be present on the inside of the four walls of the church, believing for an outpouring that happens on the inside. It's the precedent that God shows us. The outpouring first starts inside the four walls of the church. So I can start to sing. I want to come early for worship. I want to serve. How can I be a part of the house of God? How can I contribute? How can I be a part of this team? How can I be a part of community? How can I do it? I wanna come and I wanna bring God all of my praise and all of my worship. And you know what? If we've got a couple of weeks where I've got to stick a mask on so I can sing, who gives a flying hoot? Because he's the king of all kings. 
King of all kings. And he's with us here and now. Come on, lift your hands. He's right here. Lift your hands. You're the King of all kings. King of all kings. And you're with us here and now. He's with you here and now. Don't rush. There's an outpouring happening here, City Point. There's an outpouring happening here. Holy Spirit, we're ready. We wait on your presence. We're not in a rush. There's some stuff to do. But God, before we even get started, we unite our hearts to worship you. You're our focus. You're our heart's affection. And we set our attention affection on you. Mighty God, thank you for your love that pours into some people, that restores some hearts right now. Lord God, there's an outpouring of your spirit. Lord God, so needed for these people. God, I thank you for restoration of heart and soul. God, for marriages. There's some parents here right now and you need right now an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You need some wisdom right now. You're navigating some things as a parent. There's a single parent right now and you walked in here going, I need the presence of God. You needed a miracle and you walked in these doors and God's pouring it out on you right now. It's significant and it's an outpouring happening to your soul now there's there's godly men and women around you there's mentors there's people to help you on this journey there's there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel but you need a miracle right now father i thank you today for your outpouring strength and hope and wisdom here's the miracle that he's giving you he's giving you a picture of your child as an adult worshiping God right now that's what he's doing he's giving you a picture of hope he's giving you a prophetic picture an unction of hope God's miracle working power in you and through you. The outpouring first starts on the inside. Ladies and gentlemen, the next thing is the outpouring pours out into the streets. The day of Pentecost, which is a Jewish festival, ladies and gentlemen, you read there in Acts. It's a day of Pentecost and everyone's from all these different countries and around. They've come to Jerusalem to worship God. And when that happens, isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit outpours on some people, they walk out into the streets and they're now speaking in other languages. Some people are like, whoa, they're drunk. Peter gets up and he preaches. No, 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 they're not drunk. These people are all really aware now because what's happening is that Christians are starting to speak the language of the lost. Ladies and gentlemen, what you've got here is by the ability of the power of the Holy Spirit. If you rush out there, you'll miss the ability to actually have His wisdom to speak the language that the lost understand. Too many Christians going out and throwing Bibles at people's faces, expecting like it's going to work. You want to come with the power and the wisdom. You want to be wise as serpents and as harmless as doves in the avenue of actually reaching those around you. You receive it by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. They speak a language that the world understood. They didn't change their ethic or their values, but they spoke a language that was understood by those that were on watching. It's the Holy Spirit's power and how it works. He pours out and it comes out into the streets and everyone's like, this is wild. I'm hearing about Jesus. Peter preaches. Thousands received Jesus that day. The outpouring starts on the inside, then it pours out into the street. And the third thing, and this is where the promises get really good. This is where it ramps up. This is where the salt gets really salty. This is where the miracles become more than you could ever ask or imagine or dream or think. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. This is a wild ride, even in that statement right there. Because Jesus, I can worship because he's infallible. But Sam Gunther's not. He's good, but he's not that good. 
two services at Anzac Day. <laughs> He's good. He's just not that good. Behind every successful man is a surprised woman. Anyway, um, <laughs> you and me too, my friend. They devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, to fallible people. That's what unity looks like. Unity looks like when you disagree. Because submission's not submission until you disagree. Before then, it was just convenient. There's a unity of spirit. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. And look what happens when this happens. The, the Holy Spirit continues to move on. The breaking of bread into prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. See, these miracles are happening. It's now a ripple effect that's continuing to grow because the outpouring has gone from inside out onto the streets. And now it's a community of an unstoppable force. All the believers were together, had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Sounds like faith, hope, and love, doesn't it? Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. There's some miracles that are needed. And it starts with being someone who waits in his presence. And then out of wisdom and out of his strength, taking a step two steps for you today there's the step of doing nothing which is going to mess the task oriented people up just a little bit it's okay Jesus is still on the throne here's the second step at the right time then step in with wisdom and the Holy Spirit will go before you with miracles signs and wonders will follow them that believe not just your pastors them that believe now we're talking greater things because the miracles are in the hands of the people power to the people this is all for you this is all because Jesus tore the veil so that you could have access and it's not about your deservedness it's completely not about your deservedness and now the miracles are in the hands of the people let me tell you about a miracle that I saw it was a few years ago I was in Palmerston North I was carrying bags for my friend who was the preacher and we had four nights of crusade and we had these a lot of people come to Jesus and a lot of people receiving miracles and the end of the fourth night this one lady comes to the front at the end of everything and every night she'd been at the back left corner arms crossed scowl thinking she doesn't look like she wants to be here she's wearing black everything kind of all gothic I think she got the wrong foundation though it was a little bit pasty And at the end of the fourth night, she comes up to the front to my friend. She says, can I be a Christian? He goes, yeah, sure. Just got to say this prayer. Jesus, come to my heart. Savior of my life. Forgive me my sin. She says it. I'm standing behind. I'm meant to be the catcher just in case something happens. I had one job. <laughs> she doesn't fall back nicely like a good Pentecostal she just dropped like a sack of spuds I did not catch that sack of spuds she drops she lands on the deck and I'm like oh everyone's looking at me for one second and all of a sudden the attention goes on her because her eyes roll in the back of her head tongue comes out she starts writhing around on the floor like a snake 
And I'm looking down going, I'm pretty sure human bodies are not meant to do that. Like it was wild. It's the demonic that she'd given herself to was now intimidated. My friend goes, come on, the Bible says we can cast out demons in Jesus' name. Let's go for it. Okay. So we get in there praying it out. Yeah, I'm in Jesus' name. I'm better out than in, I say. So, well, after a while, she comes up. She's sitting there, and I'm like, I'm like, right, I better hold her up this time. So I'm, she's she's sitting on a, and I'm, I'm behind on her shoulders like this. Can I go? You're not falling under my watch again, love. And my friend's in front of her, and she goes, "Can you pray for me?" And I'm thinking, I thought we just did that. She goes, "Can Jesus heal this?" And peels back her dress, like they had the long sleeves. And I'd never seen such self-mutilation in all my life. Scars, scabs, fresh meat. Weeping, bleeding. It was, I'd never seen such a horrid, can Jesus heal this? In my head, I'm thinking, I hope so. My friend goes, of course he can. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Put my hands there. And it's customary to close your eyes while you're praying. I'm like, I'm not closing my eyes. I'm peeking over. <laughs> I'm having a look. And as her hands are out like this, and my friend had her her hands in his, fresh skin, all up the arms. And I'm like, I thought that was pretty good. What am I more excited about? Am I excited about the arms? Oh yeah. Am I excited about the demonstrative physical miracle? Yeah, you betcha. But you can go to heaven with a maimed body. Last weekend, last Saturday, marked 40 years since my mum had a massive car accident, nearly died, pushed her right leg up her body an inch and three quarters permanently. She's still disabled. She loves Jesus. She's given every breath she can to serve God in a local church. I'd love it if my mum's healed. We're still praying. But you can go to heaven with a maimed body. Those miracles are brilliant. But what about when someone's got a miracle in their soul? That whole deal of the snake kind of thing and all that's out? I'm like, yeah, it's really good that that's out. But am I skipping past the biggest one of all, which is the simple fact that God uses you and me You receive power. Remember, you good Pentecostals, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you would be His witness. It's when someone says yes to Jesus, the greatest miracle happens. And what an honor and what a privilege. Sure, physical miracles, I'm all into that. And we're praying for miracles in my church all the time. I'm so glad that you are as well. And we're seeing miracles happen every single week. And I've still got friends that I'm still believing for. And until the miracle happens, I'm still gonna believe and I'm still gonna believe and I'm gonna believe. But I'm believing that people would have their soul healed. So when they walk out of the walls of the church, they they would be confident, they would be strong, they would be bold that they would be wise, that the church would be united because we got our souls together and asked God to give me a miracle in my soul, not just in my body, but my soul would be healed and my emotions would not be scarring me and coming back to bite me. That God, not just that, but that God, that you take me to heaven, that God, my sins are forgiven, that the offense of my sin is forgiven because of Jesus' sacrifice. 
and I get to receive it and I get to go to heaven. But God, you put me on the planet to be filled with your spirit so that I could take more of people to heaven with me when I go. What a miraculous outpouring. The outpouring now becomes an unstoppable force of God's people. Welcome to the church of God. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.